Welcome to NZ Podcast. It lives and folds of red and steamy. I don't know what's up with our mics. They took a break this, this time too. Yeah, I think they're just being lazy in the new year. Um, happy Christmas, Happy New Year to all our listeners. Um, welcome back. And welcome, yeah. A brand new uh, podcast, a new NZ podcast for 2007. First one. First it's one. Exciting. We I'm, are. We're, if I wasn't so damn hungover, I'd be excited. <laughs> if I wasn't so fucking tired. Damn. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, did you have a good Christmas? Myself? Yeah. Well, yes, Johnny, I did. It was. Um, Pretty classic, classic Kiwi Christmas here for us now. Yeah. Every year we've sort of had um, people over, had a big barbecue. Oh yeah. Drink, go to the beach, play croquet or cricket or whatever else is on. Do you play cricket? Beach cricket, as in you take a tennis ball and a piece of wood and smack it around. I mean. Do you? I mean, but uh, you're from Canada. I mean, you shouldn't. Uh, do, do people play cricket in Canada? Not that I know of. Actually, not that I know of, no. Yeah. What I actually did was I took my uh, ice hockey stick, a goalie stick, and oh, yeah? sawed off the ends and made a little cricket bat out of oh, it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that was fucking... Is that not blasphemy to no a, a hockey mean, player? No, no. You see, because once the, once the goalie stick is broken, there's not much use for it, so I gave it a second life. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Brought it in. So that's... Uh, Beach cricket. Well, that's a real Kiwi tradition, isn't it? it? Christmas tradition. Day, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, out on the beach, it's 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 pretty good. Hanging out, drinking beers, doing whatever. So, it's all good. Did Quit you it. have lots of um, foreigners over to your house for Christmas? We did. We had again the international croquet tournament. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny though the way I mean, all the people, no families, all get together. <laughs> well, the first year we we had a, a big barbecue, beach time stuff. We called it the orphans' Christmas. Just yeah. Nobody had. So we ended up having like two or three kiwis around, and everybody else was from around the globe. Kind yeah, of. yeah, that's uh, cool. That's good. That's, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, good. So what, what did you get up to? We went to uh, a place called Golden Bay, which is up the north end of the South Island. Um, very nice part of New Zealand. I've never been up there before. Um, we stayed on a family campsite. Oh, lovely. Um, but it, yeah, it was the same kind of balls. It was like uh, about ten of us uh, from. UK and Ireland. Um, yeah, we um, we all camped. Well, that's that's the Kiwi Kiwi tradition. It Kiwi is, yeah, it is big time, yeah, yeah. I mean, the campsite was we th- we were expecting the campsite to be pretty empty on on Christmas Day, but there was it was about half full. Um, yeah, it was good though. Um, we uh, got really drunk and sat on the beach. It was As right beside do. the beach. Yeah, As yeah, it was beside a very nice beach on Christmas Day. It was a little scorcher. <laughs> Uh, it was really hot. And, uh, it was a cracker of a day. It was a cracker say. of a day, yeah, absolutely. Uh, crackers of days aren't going, aren't really happening this summer. It's this, actually pretty shit. This summer, ladies and gentlemen, has been rubbish. Well, it hasn't arrived, really. Yeah, we get we get the odd day that's kind of really hot, and then the rest is kind of cold and windy yeah, and It's rainy. not bad for surfing, though. I mean, you get wet anyway, so... Well, that's right. But, I mean, man, this fucking sucks. This whole, like, no summer in summer... Situation. Yeah. It's the El Nino effect. El Nino. El Nino effect. 
um, which is like a, a weather system that sits over the Pacific Ocean that basically whose, things up. whose job is to take our nice weather away. It, it, it sends, it, the wind, it's basically wind that just goes in the opposite direction, it goes in, towards South America and it takes all the sun away from, and so we get like polar winds coming through in the middle of fucking summer. So man, it fucking sucks. But anyway, we had a nice day on Christmas Day, I got to, you know, you know, uh, paddle around in the sea with a glass of champagne in my hand on Christmas morning. I was. Um, it's not a bad way to. to it, spend it's the pretty cool, you know what I mean. Just you know, being from the southern or the northern hemisphere, and you know, you're, you're in the in the in the sea on on a beach. It's, it's really hot, and you're drinking champagne, and yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But then the next day, <laughs> it was just like cold and windy. You know what I mean? It kind of. Um, At least you had it on the day, like, right? Well, exactly. Day. Yeah, we had one day, yeah, which was Christmas Day, like yeah. But um, yeah, I've been back at work now for like a week or so. And uh, yeah, it's just the weather's been crap. It's depressing. It is. Oh, what about New Year's? What did you get up for New Year's? We went to a pub and got really drunk. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you, it was funny actually. We, um, we were on the campsite and there was a, a bar kind of down the road, maybe about like a, an, hour, an hour's walk away. So you were there for Christmas and New Year's? Yeah, yeah. Oh. We went down on Christmas Eve and we stayed down there until uh, two days after New Year's. Uh, so New Year's old, we all, you know, we walked down to this, this bar, it's like a bar restaurant, so we had some food and the place was packed and we got really, really drunk and um, we left there at about maybe three in the morning. We came back and we went onto the beach to light a fire, but lo and behold, there was about 20 million people down there having <laughs> light with fires left. So we went to the biggest one and there was actually just two people behind it, or two people sitting by it. Um, and uh, it turned out that they were just English couple who just arrived in like about a week ago. They were just over for a couple of weeks holiday. And that like about so 20 just, minutes before we'd actually sat down beside them, the guy had asked you once to marry him. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says yes. So they were like in, in jovial form, I suppose. Like, yeah. And we were like, oh, like maybe we're wrecking their kind of little buzz. Like, you know, they've got this whole buzz sitting on a beautiful beach, you know. On New Year's night, on you know, on New Ze- in New Zealand, but they seem pretty happy for us to sit down there. And oh, that's pretty. So cool. we well, all we all when, sat there. And when you build a big fire on the beach, the yeah. biggest attracts the people. So they well, that's really right, exactly. For it, well, that's they, right. Yeah, that's exactly, the code yeah. of contact of that's fires right, on the beach. But the main thing is, okay, <laughs> we all decided to sit around and watch the sun come up, and um, <laughs> they started having this big argument. Oh no. <laughs> Over I don't know what, like it was like some stuff, you know, that something happened a couple of days before, and they had this huge big difference. They just got engaged, man. They just they started laying into each other, like. I mean, they were old. I mean, not old, but they were like in their mid forties. Yeah. So I think, um, I mean, we got their whole life story pretty much. Like, I mean, they kind of tell us right there and now. But um, yeah, he uh, it was like his third marriage or something, and um, man, he was a big fat English fucker. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you know the, do you know the type? Do you know the type? Third marriage. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to be stereotypical here or whatever, like, but I mean... He's doing all right for himself. Well, I'm like, you know, the the, the girl, I mean, she was, uh, she, she was in her late 30s. She was a bit younger than him. But she was, I wouldn't say she was hot now or anything, but she looked good for her age, you know what I mean? She looked really good for her age. Um, but, you know, man, the way they laid into each other, like, do you know what I mean? They've been going out for maybe two years or something. They just got engaged, get married, and, and they get all toey on the and, beach. And man, fucking hell! You know, I mean, I forget what it caused. I think it was some the wind change or something, and she got a bit of smoke in the eyes or something, and 
you know, he thought that was really funny and she just freaked on him and just started tearing chunks out of him like and then she he was like, Oh Jesus Christ Remember what I said earlier? Yeah, I take yeah, it yeah, back. Yeah. No, I just remember thinking, Oh my god guys, you guys are gonna be so happy together <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. So uh, yeah, we were sat and watched the sun come up, but it was kind of cloudy, so it kind of spoiled the whole balls. So it's just kind of a smoky sun sunrise. Yeah, it's just like uh, the sun came up and it was just overcast. Nice, beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. It was quite nice actually, I have to say. There was something about watching the sun come up, but um, even if it wasn't spectacular. But yeah, no, it was cool. But I mean, anyway. Entertainment there, anyways. Well, that was it. Like exactly, it was the funniest thing ever. The sun. Look at these people going (laughs) at it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's great, you know, when you think your life is kind of going nowhere and you think you're not doing, you know, you think everything's shit. And then you meet a couple like that and you think, actually, you know, it could be a lot worse. I'm doing okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's terrible to say. Terrible thing to say. But yeah, no, that's it. That's awesome. So no, that's, my, that's my New Year's Eve story. Nice. Actually, I had to carry a friend home from the pub. Like, remember I said it was like an hour's walk yeah. to the bar? Um, at about two o'clock in the morning, um, this uh, English friend of ours thought it'd be a really good idea to get like a round of beers and tequila chasers, and so we all did these tequilas, and um, like one of the girls basically just collapsed there on the spot, and we had to like carry her <laughs> an hour's walk back to the campsite, oh, and it was pitch dark, right, and it was in the middle of nowhere in New Zealand on New Year's night, and you know anyone who's on the road is basically drunk. <laughs> And we've got this like I've got this like tiny little light, which I use to like you know find stuff in the tents. You know what I mean? Just like you know, so like we're we're like kind of diving off the road every time we could hear a car coming. Man, it was a nightmare. It took us like freaking two hours to get home. Yeah. So that was funny. <laughs> in a mad kind of way. Yeah, yeah. She still apologizing um, to uh, to this day. Yes. Every time I see her now, she just says sorry. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I say no. It's okay. I didn't carry you home. Uh, somebody else did. I just, a light I, man. I just, yeah, I just uh, warned people of traffic. <laughs> Get off the road. Drunk driver approaching. Yeah, well, it's a lot more, lot more uh, casual. I must say here for the holidays. Ah, yeah, there's just less people. And you know what? I actually couldn't get over when we first moved here. You get your, yeah, you know, you get your regular Christmas holiday and your Boxing Day holiday. You get your New Year's holiday. They have another holiday here called New Year's After Day holiday. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You get it just an extra day just because it's the af- the day after New Year's Day. Yeah, we're only going to use three days to get off, like ten days yeah. for Holy Christmas. So that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Pretty so anyway, we're going to talk about New Zealand uh, stuff. As we do on, on NZ Podcast. As we do on, on NZ Podcast. <laughs> we're, um, a couple things. We're not really going to talk too much on, uh, on a lot of this. This is going to be a short ends up podcast, okay, because we're all really tired and I'm kind of, you know, a bit fucked off just because we're so tired. So we apologize. We really couldn't be asked. <laughs> well, we thought we'd better, you know, do something, um, you know, because it's been a couple of weeks since New Year's. But yeah, it's going to be a short one, so we're going to talk about, well, what are we going to talk about? Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about um, police in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Police? Toilets. That's about it, really. <laughs> Something like that. Well, we just make up the rest as we yeah, go along. Um, I'm determined not to talk about El Diablo this week. President Bush wants to send 20,000 troops to Iraq. Not going down well with the generals. They're all saying he's mad. And but, we said, 
They said, they said if, they, if they bring in 20,000 more troops, that the, the U.S. Army will grind to a halt, in the words of the senior general. So they just can't take it. They haven't got the uh, logistics. They can't deploy them, basically. Um, and then I, I read another thing about uh, another lieutenant colonel, Marine, ex-Marine, who's uh, written a book on insurgency recently. And he said that if you're going to increase the numbers, you need to increase them to like 300,000. And like uh, like two hundred, like whatever it is, 30,000 is not a, a, a surge. It's it's a trickle, and that's just a complete waste of time. So if you're going to increase troops, you increase them like by one hundred and fifty thousand, and you know obviously you need loads of international support for that. Are they going to get that? No way in fucking cold day in hell, basically. So they reckon this is Bush basically knowing that he's fucked and just trying to win last throw of the dice. Uh, before he gets voted out and goes down in history as a complete monkey boy who fucking wasted the lives of millions of people. Not millions of people, but thousands anyway. Um, but, you know, wasted my time and your time and everybody else's time. Especially on topics. <laughs> Especially when you're a customs. <laughs> so, uh. So I just want to get. I just, I'm just getting it out of the way. Just get it out of my system. You just. just I just, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I said that was a terminal talk about him, but I can't help myself. But it, it, I mean, you did, you did very well. You lasted about 16, 17 seconds, so you. you oh, I think it was a bit more than that, but okay, <laughs> right, right, let's drop it. Okay. Young cops. Okay, Rob, let me ask you this: How young can, should a copper get? Well, you see. Now, I mean, how old are you now? Okay. How old? I'm, am sure, I? I'm sure you don't mind well, telling I'm anybody. almost. Uh, I'm 28. You're 28. Turn, turn 28. Turn, turning 28. Sorry. Turning 28. Okay. Turning 28. Now, you don't mind when you get pulled over and get get a you know get Italian off for speeding by a by a copper if he's you know maybe the same age as you or yeah. you know, you know or, it's it's not a it's not a huge deal and stuff. Yeah. But if he's 10 yeah. years younger than you. Yeah. If you start thinking, is this is this person? You just, should, should I be even actually listening to this person? Yeah, I, I want to get out of the car and bitch slap him. Yeah. Okay, well, there was a, a recent a, a incident in in uh, the North Island there Auckland, recently. Was it? Um, Auckland. At Auckland, yeah, uh, funnily enough. A 19-year-old Auckland co- constable was stabbed in the chest with a screwdriver, narrowly escaping death. He and a colleague who was stabbed also uh, were trying to apprehend a fleeing motorist when they were attacked. It was like a road rage thing. Um, so this guy obviously tried to run off and they tried to catch him and... Okay, so, I mean, 19 years old. 18 and 19. Yeah. That's just way too young. I mean... I mean, what the fuck? It's, it's unbelievable that, that they can actually go through training and be on the road, on the beat, by themselves. On the beat, yeah. And then why would they pair them up? Why would you put an 18 and a 19-year-old? Was it an 18 and a 19-year-old, was it? Yeah, it's, they're, they're partners. I mean, you're just thinking, uh, hey, you uh, and you go out there. It's just stupid. It's fucked. Um, Fuck, I would never trust myself at 18 or 19 years old. Well, I mean, it's like a copper is in the position of power, okay? You know, they dispense the law and they, you know, they do all, all the all the things that we, as a society, kind of pay them to do and all the rest of it. Expect them to be responsible adults. A 19-year-old, a 19-year-old is not a responsible adult, in my opinion. The majority. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, let me, I mean, I don't know, let me, it's just kind of crazy, but I think, you know... <laughs> Most 19-year-olds, all they want to do is get drunk, get laid, or do loads of press-ups. I don't know what the press-ups Yeah, yeah. Well, like you know what I mean. Bigger. Well, the ones that join the army, okay, that's all, the, that's all they want to do. Okay, get laid, get drunk, or do loads of press-ups really fast. <laughs> I 
Now, if you have, um, it's just kind of wrong, you know what I mean? I mean, okay, I'm from I'm from Ireland, as I'm sure many people have guessed. You're from Ireland. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. Um, um, went to college in, in Northern Ireland, uh, near Derry. Now, when I was going to college there, it was kind of the height of the troubles, the troublings as uh, as um, what's his name called him from Letters from America, Jet Low, and um, it was a, a weird time, you know what I mean? Because it was like you'd be walking down the street and you'd have like whole kind of columns of of, of what we used to call squaddies, troops, British Army troops, you know, in full combat gear, you know, armed to the teeth. You know, walking down the streets and you know checking people out and you know just like police, you know, and uh, it was freaky. You know what I mean? It was very unsettling because it kind of feels like it's an occupied country, like oh, yeah. you know, which it is. Um, if you know, depending on which side of the political divide you're from. But um, sometimes these goddies would be. You no, know, most of the time they're okay. You know what I mean? Um, now the thing about the British Army was is that when you joined the British Army in the UK, so you know UK as in Wales, England, Scotland. Uh, first place after your basic training they send you was Northern Ireland. And the reason why that hard enough. Yeah, well, it was. I mean, the reason why that was is basically because um, when you're in Northern Ireland, even though you know, it, it, you know, there's it, no comparison in in terms of say Baghdad. You know what I mean? Baghdad, like you know, the guys there they're come into firefights, you know, all the time, kind of thing. Whereas in the north, it would be you know once the blue men, you know, that actually see action, kind of thing. But the fact is, is that they're kind of in a real-life war zone the whole time they're there. Straight out to... Yeah, exactly. So, the, yeah, that's what they send them there, straight, you know, first off, is to give them kind of, put them in a situation where it's, you know, where they're the targets, basically. Factor. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, you know, most young guys join the British Army, they're like 18, 19 years old. And, um, you know, and the, you, you can really tell very quickly, you know, how long the guys, the squaddies, have been in the north, like, because basically the more twitchy and nervous they looked, you, you know, you know, you know, they'd only been there maybe a few weeks, and if they were kind of relaxed and kind of easy going, you'd know they'd probably been there a few months, and they knew that, like, you know, they could relax the cacks a little bit, like it wasn't, like it wasn't as if they, you know, the whole population was trying to kill them. Certain areas now were different, you know, where people would be throwing bricks at them all the time and little kids mostly like them um, you know and then little mini riots would escalate and so you know fire you know petrol bombs and all the rest of it but everywhere else is pretty much low-key relaxed whatever but every now and again these squaddies would get a bit um, out of control yeah and you know it's pretty normal you have like you know 19 year olds with fucking heavy machine guns and like you know they get onto a parables and uh, the next thing is they're kind of you know you're walking home drunk from the pub and you know you run into a squad of fucking squaddies and next thing is they're fucking you against the wall and asking you your name and screaming abuse at you calling you a fucking paddy and a fucking fiend fucker and blah 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 a lot of time that would happen after an attack you know if their barracks have been attacked or if a squad had been attacked recently you know they basically just go on to hyperdrive fucking paranoia alert that kind of thing and they just basically start giving everybody grief grief you know especially if you're a young man or young male, you know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, this is just the problem with occupied countries, you know what I mean? I mean, it just leads to trouble, you know what I mean? It's very difficult to um, to have a, an occupying force in a foreign land and not expect there to be any hassle, you know what I mean? It, it just does, you know what I mean? So, I always find that hard to deal with, you know, being fucked against the wall by a 19-year-old in a uniform. 
you know, it made me very. I mean, I, I was from the south. Okay, I, I'm from the Republic of Ireland, and as strange it might seem, I didn't actually have any politics. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't an IRA supporter. I wasn't, you know, I was neutral as far as I was concerned. But it's kind of hard to be fucked against the wall and called a fucking paddy and called a, you know, whatever else by a 19-year-old no less. And uh, you know, it's very hard to stay neutral. But let me just say, call it, call it that luck. Um, now, I mean, nothing really happened or anything, but the fact of the matter is, they shouldn't. 19, 18, 19 year olds shouldn't be put in that. It's position. just too young. They shouldn't be yeah. put in that position to begin Absolutely with. Absolutely, but I mean, so why it's is tradition? It's tradition that I mean, the army I can understand to some extent, you know, because it's well, tradition that you know when you're 18, 19, you join the army. Well, you know, that's the average age of your typical the, private. The problem I, the problem I have is with that in New Zealand is first of all, okay, we're um, it's not the army; it's the the regular police. Yeah. Second, an 18-year-old is partnered with a 19-year-old. I don't think um, that's the case, man. I'm not sure if that's fact. I can't believe they do that. That would just be crazy. Oh, you just call me a liar now? I'm not calling you a you liar. You just call me a liar. I'm just asking for verification. <laughs> now I don't think they do that. They couldn't do that. That would just be stupid. Uh, I mean, they probably partnered them with somebody a bit older. 20. <laughs> probably in their 20. Yeah. <laughs> But but I mean I think the the whole crux of this argument is a 19 year old cop is it is it on or not? Like, they're they're you know probably a liability yeah. to some extent as well as it's how, how safe <laughs> I don't know I just I can't believe it it's it's unbelievable. Yeah well basically this guy probably would have joined when he was 18 straight out of school so they have well, probably you know, they have, not I think, even straight out of school because you don't actually have to continue going to school either you just shut down your school and then just apply later. Same with universities here. You don't have to finish high school to go to university. You just have to be a certain age. Really? Yeah. That's weird. So you can quit school, like um, secondary school, and then you know once you're a certain age, you can just apply to university. And because it's a small country here, New Zealand, you can just rock up to the university and say, I'm such and such age. and uh, I want Actually, to that's something that probably a lot of people don't know, is that if you come to New Zealand, even as a foreigner, and you move to certain parts of the country... Such as in Bicardal, uh, you get a free, you can get free university. Free university, yeah. Yeah, free, free university. Education. Okay. So I mean, it's an Invercargill education, but it's an education. Yeah, it's an education. It's it's a, it's a recognizable degree. You know what I mean? Or a diploma or whatever it is. It's um and it's free. The only thing is, you got to live in Invercargill, and you got to support yourself. And um yeah, but I mean it's it's um you know if you're coming from somewhere like the Although states. Although you know what the cost of living in Invercargill is. It's pretty damn low. It's pretty low. It costs nothing. I mean, to, to rent a, an apartment there now, is, is in, nothing. Invercargill, we've talked about it on a previous couple of previous shows, but Invercargill is the deep, deep south of the South Island. So it's... The most southern city in the world. most southern city in the world. It's it's down there. Yeah. It's, you know, New Zealand is remote, and this is the most remote part of New Zealand. The remote city. The most remote city, yeah. It's 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 uh but it, it's <laughs> something else. I don't know if I could live down there. <laughs> but if I was getting free education, maybe I could. You know what I mean? And there is a lot of students down there, you know what I mean? And it's free. It's you know I mean? you right? can't it's argue with free education, you know what I mean? They pay your fees, you know what I mean? Um, and it's like an incentive scheme to get people basically to just come down there. Because they're starved of people. Um, they're like, it's like, it's weird. It's like, you go down there, it's like a big town. There's nobody, nobody, there. nobody there. Yeah. It's, it's strange. Because it's like, at one time it was like a really thriving metropolis. And I, and I, well, and a bit, dairy you know, farming metropolis. Well, 
Have you ever been to McArdle? I have. I've driven straight have you, through it. Have you driven within the main street? The main street is it. fucking big. Yeah, it's it like is, big it wide streets and big buildings and you know, it's like but you can see it used to be, you know, much bigger in terms of population. You know I what I mean? I just can't even fathom when though, you know? <laughs> yeah, well I mean I don't understand I mean uh, I mean I mean his parts of McCardle are actually quite cool. I didn't drive down those parts. Rob is shaking his head, shaking <laughs> his head. I didn't drive down. Anyways, free education, go to Invercargill. Yeah, exactly. There it is. Exactly, exactly. There it is. I, I think that's it. That's I think it. that is so, it. So, um, yeah, anyway, I think basically young cops, they should be like, have a probationary period. I mean, first of all, if you want to question oh, why shit, a 19 yeah. year old would want to join the fucking cops, I mean, it's meant to be the time when you're meant to be basically making Trying mistakes. Trying to get laid, get drunk. Yeah, making <laughs> mistakes, you know, making stupid mistakes, you know what I mean? Because it's the only time you can kind of get away with it. Um, and like instead these guys say right now I'm gonna become a the law. yeah enforce the law yeah. I don't know man don't know. It's, it's, it's just it's wrong I mean if 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 a, if a guy wants to join the cops at that age there's something wrong with him yeah although I've had I've had some friends that that's what they've wanted to do they've always wanted to be a cop actually yeah. um one of my uh, good friends back in Canada he's uh he's a Mountie Royal Canadian Mounted Police. He's a Mountie. And that's what he's always wanted to be. And yeah, really? that's what, although he's not 19, I think he's 30 now. Wow. Well, 30 now. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I, it's funny because I do know guys like those guys. Holy shit. Holy fucking Kids in shit. the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's a piercing scream. That's... My God. It's like one of those kids. It's like one of those kids who just discovered that they can make that noise. Should we go like throw something at her? Uh, I think our mom might have some problem with that or something. Let's see. Let's, see. Well, you know what? Let's call the cops. <laughs> yeah, the let's 19 call year old smack that kid up. <laughs> I got okay. here, kids. Anyways. I think that kid's had enough to drink. Yeah. Cut off. Anyways, all right. The last thing we're gonna talk about really quickly, I thought, was in the news. Big news today. There's an international conference in February that's being held here. And uh, from the university, put on by the university, and one of the speakers is pushing in a hard way to get a map of public toilets in New Zealand. Okay, so who would use the map? Well, the lack of public toilets and signs pointing to toilets in New Zealand are a major concern. It's a major concern in New Zealand. Who said this? This was the, the one of the main lecturers from the University of Otago. Okay. Now, the University of Otago is not in Invercargill, believe it or not. It's Dunedin. It's Dunedin. Okay, so it's near Invercargill. It's near Invercargill. <laughs> and they consider the lack of signs to public toilets a major concern. Ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell, pretty slow news week in New Zealand. <laughs> But I mean, I, mean, it's, I know we say this every week, but or every time, but, but it's fucking slow, you're man. Not, you're not even talking. This is this is a good story. This is the most interesting story that we can find this week. You're not even talking about the shit telco internet service that we've bagged on before. You're not yeah. talking about you know the standard of living, the coal houses. No, the lack of maps and signs to public toilets is a major concern. That's right. It's fucking unbelievable. I know. I I just wanted to get that off my chest because I saw that and I was like, no way. Well, I don't know why you'd need a map around the country for public toilets. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, one thing I will say about New Zealand is, okay, when you're when you're driving somewhere and you need a pee. Go to the shitter. Um, first. sorry. I'd say go to the shitter before you go anywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is, the standard of public toilets here are amazing. 
You know what I mean? They're like amazing. Well, I mean, yeah. I couldn't believe how well kept they are. Like, I mean, you can actually take a dump in these places. You know what I mean, it's not like you know, it's not like you know, you go into the toilet and like <laughs> you know. go, well, okay. Are you are you saying they're not? I'm saying they're not. I'm totally okay, saying okay, they're not. Okay, okay, say Rob. Okay, you live in Canada. Okay. No, I live in New Zealand, John. Okay, yeah, well, you, you're from the land of Canada. Okay. okay. I'm from the land of Ireland and Europe or whatever, like. In Ireland, you, unless you want to get AIDS, you don't go to a public toilet. Yeah. Well, you see, that, one of the major concerns here in New Zealand, for the maps and all that, too, was they needed maps because they were saying, oh, how many times you go and the toilets are locked? Or that, you know, shitting in your pants seems like a better option than taking a dump in one of these things. Ah, get out of here. I've happily, I've happily taken loads of dumps in public toilets in New Zealand. Something I've never done in Ireland, ever. You've I've never, never taken a dump in an Irish toilet in Ireland. A public toilet. Okay, when I say okay. public toilet, I mean like a toilet not attached to a building or, you know, like a public toilet, like a public place, you know, it's not a, a business, it's not, a, you know, anything else. In Ireland, if I need to go, I go to like a... Go to a, a pub or a... Go to a pub or go to a... A bush, basically. That's my two options. A bush. Yeah. You're walking go. downtown, you just find a bush. Uh, not in a city now, but you know, maybe in a in a, in a village somewhere. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, well, Dublin went through a boom building period, so there's lots of building sites everywhere. So yeah, we used to take you know take a pee, you know, on, you know near a building site or something like that. Like, but um, yeah. I mean, but what I'm saying is, um, yeah, I've never taken uh, an actual number two in a in a public toilet in Ireland ever. And I have lots of times here. Thanks, thanks for uh, censoring it and saying number two for our, our, our viewers and well, our listeners. Okay, well, I could say take a dump or, you know, no, no, drop I an just, anchor in the I, ocean. I just really liked how you, you just kept it nice and simple. Yeah, well, we don't know, um, you know, we, we, we don't know who's listening. There, yeah. there, there could be people who might be offended by that. Very true. Yeah. I, offended by taking a dump, but not the political views of Johnny Dodge. Exactly. Exactly. You're you're twisting my words again for your personal amusement, Shifty. I do love it. Yeah, I know you. You cheap bastard. Last time I let you take me to the pub. <laughs> okay, I think we're gonna wrap yeah, it up there. Yeah, just, just <laughs> shut this down because it's uh, this kid's starting to scream. Um, we want to say um, thanks to our new listeners. If you're still listening, a big shout out after this one. If you're still you've listening, you've done well. You've done very well. Um, thanks very much, guys. We appreciate the support. Thanks for the comments on the blog and uh, on the email, especially. And the email again, Johnny, is... Actually, actually, I wanted to throw out a question to our listeners, um, just in terms of the whole police thing. Um, I want to know, I mean, I know we have a lot of listeners in the US, so is there any US police people or like cops in, in America or people who are related to cops? Uh, what's the deal when you join the police force? I mean, are you allowed to join when you're that young? And if you are, how soon can you basically start going out and beating people up? Um, you know, how, how soon can you start going out? When do you get your billy club? Yeah, when can, I mean, how, I mean, basically, do you have 19-year-old cops running around in the U.S.? That's what I'd like to know. So if anybody can uh, enlighten us there, that would be good. In Ireland, I know that they have this probation thing where they have to wear different uniforms. See, so like we, yeah, we, we, yeah, we call them baby cops. Um, and they have to wear that for years in some cases. <laughs> And that wouldn't just uh, sort of fire under their ass. Hey, baby cop. Hey, baby cop, yeah. Well, usually they have a, they have a big cop with them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to kind of say that one. But kids do throw rocks at them. <laughs> that does happen quite a lot. Good on you, kids. All right. Yeah. Well, if you, yeah. you know, tell us what you think. And you know what? I'm going to do the email address here. 
Are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay, but before you before you do that, um, if you want to write in and tell us how shit we are, it's okay. We already know. <laughs> I do it anyways. Do it anyways. We love yeah. the abuse. But if you do have any comments or any questions about moving to New Zealand or uh, living in New Zealand, or send where you them can to nzpubcast at gmail.com. Okay, so every week we uh, play some Kiwi music. And uh, this week we're going out with... Uh, Salmonella Dub. They uh, rocked a mean show here in Christchurch, uh, one of the pubs. Um, this is from their album a couple years ago. On New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve. Did, what did I say? No, you didn't say that. Oh, I didn't say that. It didn't make any they sense. They rocked out on New Year's Eve from um, their album One Drop East. Songs. This better be a good song, Rob. Slippy slide. I have, I'm not sure about the song. Uh, they're, uh, they're a dub, drum and bass kind of. Yeah, but is this a good song? You know what? I like it. You like it. I like that it. That doesn't mean it's a good song. I like it. It's better than what we had as guest picks, what we've never heard yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we should, don't let Kiwis choose the music. That's yeah. the moral of. Because they got some sort of weird, sick attachment to some shit Man, songs. Jesus, H. Christ. I'll tell you, I mean, they're just so remote. Yeah. They're living on a remote island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. You affected know, by El it, Nino. It, it can, it, you know, it just leads to shit music types. That's all I can say. All right. Well, thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. And Johnny, I think you're gonna have to smack that kid. Again. I'm going over there right now. See ya.